All right, we're back. Uh, I apologize, it's been a little while, but uh, we're back and better than ever. Supercross season will be here before you know it, so we'll have plenty to talk about, plenty of riders to talk with. So we're full force, uh, waiting on Anaheim, uh, two, only two months away. So uh, I'm excited. On this episode, though, we have a freestyle legend, seven-time X Games medalist Matt Byton on. He comes on to talk about his career, how he got started with freestyle, and uh, what he's up to now. Also on the show, we have up-and-coming Texas rider, Ryder Floyd. Uh, on to talk about his Monster Cup results. Uh, you saw him out there banging bars for the lead with Jet Lawrence. It was really cool to see. We talked to him about racing in Canada and uh, what the future holds for him in 2020. As always, huge thank you to our sponsors, Blood Lubricants, uh, makers of high-quality racing oil. But that's not all they have. They have a, you know, degreaser, chain lube, all that great stuff. So make sure to check them out at bloodlubricants.com. And use the promo code WHISKEY for 25% off. Again, that's bloodlubricants.com. Also, huge shout-out to our other sponsors, HBD Motographics, makers of high-quality motocross graphics, fully custom, every set. Give them a call um, and check them out at hbdmotographics.com. And uh, as well as Old Red Racing Products, huge shout-out to them. As always, like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. All right, let's get into it. right now is a freestyle legend uh seven-time x games medalist it's matt Byton. what's up dude uh not much man thank you for having me of course man uh second freestyle guy i've ever had on here uh, i had scummy morrison on uh probably about a year and a half ago so uh you know try and hit all the bases yeah a couple old couple old vets huh? <laughs> yeah a couple <laughs> pioneers right yeah there you go um, so I figured for this interview, we'll just start all the way at the beginning. Um, how did you first get riding dirt bikes? Um, well, yeah, I just, you know, like, uh, most of us back in the eighties, you know, just loved riding my bicycle and happened to just grow up in the right neighborhood with, uh, pretty much everybody, every one of us had, um, BMX bikes and, um, our buddy Donnie, the Palmers, they had, uh, they were, uh, backed up to a, a a good good perfect field to build BMX jumps. So all of us would bring all of our hoses. Everybody, all the kids would mm-hmm. grab all of our hoses and bring them to Donnie's house, and then we'd string them all the way out a couple hundred feet out into the desert. And uh, sure, their parents weren't too happy with their <laughs> water bill, but we were building jumps. So yeah, we were pulling sagebrush out in uh, northern Nevada in Carson City, and uh, pulling sagebrush out and shoveling jumps up and. Man, the first couple of times was just jumping dirt bicycles with my buddies. I was hooked, mm-hmm. and uh, I had yeah. Obviously, as a little kid, you don't think that you know what it would turn into, and we're just being rebels out in Nevada, <laughs> shooting each other with BB guns and rock fights and catching snakes and just being boys, you know, and have mm-hmm. fun. And uh, grew up with a, a pretty wild bunch, that's for sure. And then uh, yeah, kind of a couple of the neighbor kids they got uh, dirt bikes and. Uh, 
then I, I learned what uh, like supercross motocross was when I was about 10 and 11. So then I, uh, I knew right away that like I wanted to be a part of that and, um, learned who Rick Johnson was and got really into it back in the day. And, um, just, yeah, ended up, uh, my dad was a single dad and he was able to get us a couple pretty roughed up used, uh, dirt bikes, but hell we were riding, you know, that's mm-hmm. all we cared about. And, uh, it was pretty awesome back when I, you know, I was 11 years old in 91 and yep, just, just riding around the desert. And then, uh, you know, I got more serious and I told my dad I wanted to race and he was like, nah, just, you know, his single dad trying yeah. to raise us, you know, pitching pennies. He couldn't really afford hospital bills, you know, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And so that's probably the way he was thinking, but 11 year old kid, you're thinking I need to line up. <laughs> yeah. You know? So, um, yeah. Just uh, finally just kept hounding my dad and hounding my dad and hounding my dad. Finally, he let me race, and uh, yeah, let me and my brother race, and I was hooked. I think I got, there was like 25 guys in the 80 beginner class, and I got 11, and then, uh, yep, I was hooked from there, and then I ended up linking up with, uh, you know, when I was in seventh grade, um, I ended up linking up with Mike Mason, Dustin mm-hmm. Miller, Brian Foster, Drake McElroy, Kenny Bell, just Tim O'Brien, I mean, just, you know, you could go off with a lot of guys, but uh, ended up linking up with them, and we were just buddies, and, you know, like to ride dirt bikes and build BMX jumps together, and a whole heap of us from Nevada, we uh, we seemed to all just take off in the freestyle motocross world, you know, kind of on the second wave of yeah. guys to come into freestyle motocross, and, you know, uh, uh, it, it's unreal when, when you hear, like, not one of us came from much, you know, everybody, we all dug in there, and uh was fortunate enough we just fed off each other and then uh you know we were racing and stuff but yeah then we were able to roll it over to the freestyle motocross and then like 2000 uh two yeah 2000 i had what did i do i broke my broke my back and then like later that year i broke my jaw and broke my humerus mm-hmm. bone and you know i was like 21 and i was like oh you know, I'm like, all right, it's, you know, I was on that, on that, you know, signed up for the Carpenters Union, and yeah. I was just like, you know, I got to um, get on, uh, you know, I got to get my, you know, get my life together. You pretty much, like, think that, you know, and um, ended up, uh, you know, being at the very bottom of the barrel, like, wanting to sell everything. I was super depressed, and what it was all about, like, you know, it's what I loved, you know, and I knew it. And I got a few tricks, and I was, like, into it. And then, uh, yeah, I got hurt pretty bad and uh, ended up Dustin Miller loaned me $1,500 and uh, kind of got me out of the hole a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, my parents were, you know, pretty sick of me getting hurt, so they weren't, like, too, too supportive. I mean, they still, like, were supportive of it, but I was not giving up. Dustin Miller had my back. Mike Mason had my back. And uh, those guys kind of helped me along. Mike Mason turned me on to, you know, mechanicking for like Denny Stevenson and, okay. you know, some uh, pretty cool people and stuff. So, yeah, I got to be Denny Stevenson's mechanic on his last two arena crosses. So uh, that was pretty cool. But anyways, yeah, I was like kind of going, oh, maybe I'll just be a mechanic, you know. And I did drove the whole 2000 Supercross Tour for Zeb Armstrong. And, uh, yeah, I was his mechanic. And then, uh, yeah, we didn't agree on to do outdoors. I wanted a little bit more money, and it mm-hmm. just, things didn't work out to do that. And then so I went back to try and freestyle and stuff. And, yeah, I had gotten hurt a few times. And then Dustin Miller loaned me the money. And Sorry, I'm kind of backtracking. Some things are coming <laughs> back. But, um, 
Yeah, so then uh, Mark Burnett gave me a chance. Um, I was signed up for two freestyle tours. I was trying to get on Warp Tour. Mark Burnett has his uh, freestyle MX tour, and uh, I was going to go try to be a Navy SEAL, or I was signed up in Central California to go do underwater welding. I was like, I'm getting out of Carson City, Nevada. Yeah. Like, I, I was over the Carpenters Union. There were a bunch of uh, pansies to me at the time. <laughs> I was like, I, I can't deal with these people. Too mm-hmm. political, you know what I mean? Yeah. For me, for me. Uh, I don't mean to dog anyone if they're in the Carpenters Union, but <laughs> my brother's in the Carpenters Union. Um, so, yeah, anyways, I ended up getting on the uh, – Mark Burnett's tour, and I had a I had a hundred dollars to my or I had two hundred dollars to my name. My dad gave me like another hundred bucks, and I grabbed my gear bag, and my clothes bag, and my two thousand my blown out two thousand one Honda CR two fifty, and uh, Jesse Olson. I don't know if you remember that name. He's an old freestyle guy. He came over from Sacramento. Uh, I just had a old roached out 85 Ford Ranger I'd bought for 300 bucks. That thing was not making it in San Diego. So Jess Gilson had an F-150 and uh, he he came over the hill from Sacramento to Reno, picked me up and we drove down to uh, you know, El Cajon, San Diego jumped on the tour bus and uh, well, old, old motorhomes <laughs> and man there's this kid driving and it was sketchy. He was I don't know what he was doing, man. It, we'd be flying out of our bunks and stuff. Like, it was sketchy going down the road. <laughs> We're partying. Definitely uh, got into the Motley Crue style. Ended up meeting up with Doug Parsons, Jeremy Carter, you know, Metzger, yeah. and um, Chris Rourke, and uh, Miles Richmond, and just a bunch of guys. Nate Adams. I mean, there's uh, the Diffler brothers. There's uh, quite the crew. So, yeah, we are, we, we became quick friends and uh started partying around the country and Mark Burnett gave me an opportunity and uh, he had a step-up contest all summer long and I, I just happened to win all those I didn't mm-hmm. didn't mean to I was just doing it for fun and I just like to ride I ended up winning all those and uh, me and Jesse, Jesse Olsen would get a couple of them we were both kind of battling for it Doug Parsons would be in there pretty good and then uh, yeah I went to the Reno X Games qualifier and there was like 60 dudes everybody from all over Europe or maybe like 50 guys. I don't even know. There was probably only like 50 dudes that did freestyle back then, but there was a lot of guys and you had to be in the top 20 to qualify into the night show. And Deegan, like everybody was there. The cream of the crop at the time, you know, Edgar Tarantinez, like everybody flew from all over the world to come do this X Games qualifier, you know, and somehow I qualified 11th. I have no idea how I pulled that off, but you know, this is like only like couple, like two dudes were trying to, you know, forty-five foot flip backflip. Yeah. You know. Okay, and, so backflip was already uh, already happening then. I, I was trying to remember when like. No, it was just starting. Just starting. It was just starting at that contest was like the first contest. Is, well, okay. and if you count Kerry Hart, yeah, uh, at Gravity Games, but uh, yeah, this was like when it started landing at forty-five feet. You mm-hmm. know, it wasn't even I thought to flip seventy-five feet. That was a no way, no way mm-hmm. thing, and yeah so then we uh yeah we did that contest and if you got top 10 you could ride big air and step up well the night show came on i got 11th again so i'm back in the pit in my van i'm halfway geared down and uh i i drank half a beer you know i was like mm-hmm. in reno my local town going out with all the buddies you know so i'm 22 years old yeah this is october of 02 and so i'm you know i'm half a beer down and they're like hey uh 
Brian Deegan backed out. Can you ride step up? You're the next in line. I'm like trying to be a good guy. Like I was like, oh yeah, you know, I had half a beer. I don't think I, you know. Yeah. They're like, hey, can you ride step up? I'm all hell yeah. <laughs> like going, I go and win the qualifier. <laughs> oh like, really? Yeah, I was like, oh shit! Like how did I do that? Mm-hmm. Like, so if you want a qualifier, you automatically got a next game. So yeah, you know, uh, the next stop was Bakersfield. I think I got second there. Uh, I think Renner. Renner or Morrison got that one. I don't remember. And then, uh, and then it went to um, Randall's Island in New York. The third X game or third X Games qualifier, and I ended up winning the Step Up Championship. I think I got second there again. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe I think David Dominguez won that one. And then, uh, and I think Renner won Bakersfield, and I won Reno. And uh, so yeah, next thing you know, I'm in X Games in 03. If you want to qualify, you're in X Games, and then. Then I'm just sitting there. I'm like, holy shit! Like, Charles Pastrana, Metzger, yeah. Brian Deegan. I'm just like looking up to all these guys, and all of a sudden I'm here at X Games doing it. I'm like, looking around. I'm like, holy shit! Mm-hmm. And like, then I go and win that. Like, Tommy Flowers is there, and I go and win that. And I'm like, what the French toast? <laughs> <laughs> like, I didn't mean to. I was just riding the hell of a bike. I was broke and needed money. Yep. So, I always, um, I always, yeah, worried. I know. Or go ahead. Oh, you, you can. You go ahead. I was just saying, I always wondered how, like, I know, like, nowadays, like, it's all invitational and stuff, but how you go from being just, you know, your local guy hitting uh, ramps and stuff like that to, you know, competing in gravity games and, and then, obviously, the X Games. I always kind of wondered how that process went, but I didn't realize there was that many qualifiers. Yeah, they used to have, like, qualifiers, and it was, like, legit. Now it's just a popularity contest, and if yeah. you're sponsored by Monster. <laughs> yeah, we'll get we'll get into that later. I got some questions about that <laughs> to ask you later on. All right, but yeah, no, and then uh, yeah, just kind of then I started having shoulder dislocating problems. Uh, my 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 one dirt bike was my freestyle. My one, I don't know, I had two dirt bikes. I had a two fifty Honda two thousand four Honda two fifty F, and I'd use for a moto bike. And then uh, I had my, you know, I'd gotten to know two CR two fifty, and I was using that for freestyle. So that was on tour on the IFMAs, and I decided to hit the ramps on my moto bike on the mm-hmm. 250F, and I whip it. I come up short, and it rips my shoulder out of socket. And, like, so then I'm just like, no. I was, like, leading the championship, like, for the IFMAs and all that hoopla. I'm trying to tough it out, flipping, over-rotating, shoulder come out, and IFMA and just eat shit into the wall or whatever. <laughs> It was pretty wild. I toughed it out, and then, yeah, I got into the 04X games, and then Jeremy McGrath's in it with me. So my shoulder dislocates in practice. I'm just trying to tough yeah. it out and fight through it. And then, uh, yeah, we went back and forth. My shoulder came out two more times in the contest, and mm-hmm. I just kept putting it back in and kept trying. I like, that. I, but, but I was like looking. I'm like, holy shit, you're Jeremy McGrath, and I'm just like bowing down, yeah. like, oh, and like looking out, looking how cool his bike is. And I'm like, oh yeah, I gotta put my shoulder back in the socket <laughs> and go jump the bar. <laughs> and then I'm like, oh cool, Jeremy McGrath. Oh shit, I gotta jump the bar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of funny. So I like so much like tape and everything around my shoulder trying to keep it in but yeah that's the most mentally exhausted i've ever been after mm-hmm. that i went to the trailer and just like fell to the ground <laughs> i was so tired but uh yeah i didn't go out and party that night i was so tired i, I went i ate dinner i think we ate dinner at, like cheesecake factory or somewhere playing uh la and i when i went to bed that night i slept <laughs> so hard my shoulder hurt so bad but um, yeah, got the shoulder all fixed and then made a comeback and came back in 06 and uh, was able to get the better edge on McGrath then. And then, uh, yeah, I did uh, some more doing uh, whatever contests I could. And, 
hanging in there as a freestyle, ended up flipping 75 feet and, uh, yeah, just kind of, um, yeah, did been, been busy with demos, you know, since day one. So, uh, the contest phase kind of started going away in like probably about 2009, the freestyle dream for me, but stayed in there with step up all the way till 2016. Yeah. So, uh, ended up winning 2010 and 11 got gold medals on those ones and then yeah did like a mexico x games the brazil x games and then 08 i believe we did the navy moto world x yeah. games in san diego and got got that versus mcgrath and i mean uh ricky carmichael and uh renner so um yeah no it was, it was pretty cool to go against like some legendary dudes like kevin Wyndham was in there and uh so i have a jersey from all those guys mm-hmm. mcgrath and uh pastrana and uh McGrath, Pastrana, Wyndham, you know, like all those guys, and Carmichael, you know, it's from all those dudes I did step up against, so it's pretty cool. It's like, it's like funny to me, like, you're like, you we love moto, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? And then you're just like, oh my God, it's like, you know, Jerry McGrath, yeah. you know, or Kevin Wyndham, and you're like, holy cow, this dude's amazing. <laughs> uh, and But the next thing you know, you're going against something mm-hmm. like a contest, you're like, holy shit. So it was pretty cool. It brought some, uh brought some cool character to add those guys into the into the deal they brought some good flavor and and definitely made it a battle you know then renner yeah. and i we had our our uh you know our rivalry and stuff so it was it was a pretty good deal so step up was uh, definitely a brutal landing but uh mm-hmm. definitely uh who can hold it on the longest and who was gnarly and who could clear the bar and right away from it so it was a it was a good run thankful for x games for having me it's uh it was it was awesome man i mean for what i started with uh you know, like I yeah. said, I went on the road with 200 bucks, and uh, my dad gave me another 100 bucks and hit the road with a buddy. So uh, I'm not complaining, man. It's been magnificent. Still enjoying my career. Mm-hmm. So uh, just being a demo demon and get to go to Saudi Arabia here in November to jump for a monster jam over there oh, in the Prince awesome. of Saudi Arabia. So, yeah, just uh, enjoying it, trying to keep it smooth, uh, hit my marks, and uh, have a little bit more fun enjoying my last couple of years here. So. Yeah, it's funny, like like you said, man. When you first start riding dirt bikes, you you never you probably never thought that you're gonna be able to go to Saudi Arabia or Barcelona or Munich just to go do you know contests and stuff like that. It's crazy the places it'll take you. Yeah, not a god given chance. <laughs> I had no idea. Like we didn't have like I didn't have like crazy moto yeah. parents. You you're know, just, crazy you're just trying mom. to get you're just trying to get out of Nevada, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, no, not necessarily. I love Nevada, but. Uh... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just had some, just, you know, it's, it's like crazy. I, I can't stress when I talk to kids or people, you know, like heart, passion, and dedication. Those yep. three things will get you what you want. I mean, obviously, you got to have a bit of talent if it's a, you know, sport or something or, you know, a talent, whatever you go or directing your energy towards, uh, you know, but uh, yeah. So, man, I'm thankful every day, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, four time gold and step up second most all time or tie with Tommy Clowers and Renner's got six. You kind of alluded to it earlier, but what, why do you think you were so, I guess, dominant and so skillful at the step up contest? I literally have no idea. (laughs) This is like funny. And I've never really told many people about this. So when Clowers started doing step up, me and Mike Mason and I, we had messed around on the sand pits down in Gardnerville, Mm -hmm. Nevada. And we, you know, hit a big old sand cliff and we had messed around and act like Tommy flowers. Like we were joking, like seeing how high we could get, like it was just for fun. Like we were on our one twenty fives, like before this was in like 97, 98, you know, when they were doing step up, we were just tinkering around, you know what I mean? And I have no idea. I've, 
really got no, I got no idea. Yeah. I just fell into it, it you know. And it's, uh, yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I did it with Mason there, and then I just did it over the summer on Mark Burnett's tour. And then, like, I was winning all those, and I'm like, what the hell? Mm-hmm. And then I went to the Reno X Games qualifier and won that. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's literally all I do is, like, just try to get a good hole shot and yeah. and pin it, you know. And then I just, like, I don't know. I just Maybe it's my BMX background that I had. Like, I did a lot of – I did a ton of BMX dirt jumping and, and yeah. like, pulling up off the lip. Like, maybe that has something to do with it. I have, I really don't even have an answer myself. I just, like – I was just pinning it and trying to make money. I was broke. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, man, it, <laughs> so, yeah, it, no. it worked for you. Yeah, for sure. So it's pretty cool. Like, yeah, I'm in my office here. And, uh, I got my X Games bike sitting here in my office. So it's pretty awesome. awesome. Uh, so X Games nowadays, or, or I guess, well, freestyle nowadays, and even so much X Games, it kind of, I don't know if it's maybe because I'm older, but it seems like it's like lacked its luster. Like, I don't even really tune in that much anymore. If, if it's on, I'll watch it. But I remember, like, before, I was so excited because you guys were always pushing a limit and stuff. Um, it kind of seems like freestyle is kind of fading. Uh, why do you think that is, and do you agree? Um, yeah, I agree. Things change over time, you know. I mean, nothing's ever the same, you know. I mean, football, baseball, any of the sports. Yeah. So sports evolve, um, you know, politics, you know, it could be money and greed. You know, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not really sure what it is. It's just the evolution of things, you know. It's okay, you know. I mean, uh, it was uh, great then, and but it definitely had more of like an Olympic vibe. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, yeah, I mean, I remember sitting there like in my, like Spider-Man skivvies watching Tony Hawk, walk, like land, like first 900, yeah. like, you know, and, and like San Diego X games, you mm-hmm. know? And, uh, um, you know, it's like, I remember like, yeah, everyone tuned into the X games and, you know, I'm not really sure why it changed. Um, maybe if just in my opinion, I think, like, if you take the Olympics, you know, it's every four years, yeah. so everybody is just, like, really tuned into it. I think maybe, you know, ESPN maybe, like, overdid it by doing all the ones, you know, out of the country. Yeah. But they're they're also trying to expand extreme sports, which is great. Mm-hmm. And, you know, great for us athletes to be able to travel the world and go ride our dirt bikes. So, I mean, it's it's a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it kind of goes back and forth where I think maybe they overdid it to where, you know, it maybe it would be more tuned in, like, mm-hmm. you know, being, you know, once a year, how it was. I don't really, I don't I mean, I, I don't have an answer. Like I said, this is just kind of my opinion on it, but you know, that's just kind of like why I've been searching mentally for why it's kind of gone away a little bit, you know? Um, maybe it's just kind of played out, you know, cause like when the flip came out and, you know, yeah. BMX or skateboarding, then they started doing bigger tricks. The Mega Ramp came out, and maybe it's played out a little bit, you know? I mean, it's, it's like, it's crazy, though, the tricks that these guys are doing now in days. Like, if you've done freestyle motocross, it is just on freaking real what these dudes are doing now. Mm-hmm. There's just pure talent, and, you know, the foam pit came around, you know, we were flipping in mulch pits and going taking a ramp to the sand dunes way before a foam pit came around, you know? So... You know, hats off to all those guys that, you know, decided to flip a dirt bike into yeah. a foam pit and, you know, invent all that, Pastrana and, you know, Deegan and all the, you know, all the true, true OGs of freestyle motocross. But, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not sure what, uh, you know, there's that, there's a couple opinions, you know, I just have a couple, you know, mm-hmm. little brainstorm thoughts on it and on why it might be like that. But, you know, X Games is still like a great event. It's, um, 
definitely, you know, if you, if you want to see some extreme talent, go oh, yeah. there. You know, it's been looking awesome in Minneapolis. It's been looking cool there. So I recommend going. I almost think, like, like guys like Axel Hodges and, and Tyler Berryman, they obviously have, like, their YouTube vlogs. That's, you know, their main source of income is just creating content and stuff now. It's so readily available. Like, people are seeing it all year round. Um, you know, that way, in, even from what, like, Axel Hodges and them are doing, they're kind of limited to X Games just because they're in, like, a closed course. So maybe that has something to do with it. Like, maybe people are just seeing it year-round because I know, obviously, 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, it's ago, on the Internet, yeah. so you don't even need to leave your couch to watch yeah. it. I bet that has a big part of it, too, you know, like, because now it's all over the Internet, so you can just go to your phone mm -hmm. and watch it. You know, I you know, I bet that's probably – I bet that's probably why, actually, you know. Yeah, because I know, like – There's the, probably a, definitely a few things, like mm -hmm. maybe – you know, like too many X Games around the world, which is good, great for the athletes to make some money and then great for exposure for X Games. But then maybe it kind of hurt it, like for everybody tuning in. But yeah, everybody can just watch everything on the internet. They don't even need to watch TV, you know? Exactly. Um, I wonder how that works for all the other sports, like the ratings, you know? Like, Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure everyone's affected by it. Like, no, like people don't want to go watch a football game now. They could just sit on their couch and watch all 16 on the on the weekend, you know? Uh, instead of just going to watch yeah before you exactly yeah <laughs> so uh what's matt biting up to now matt biting is up to i had a busy summer jumping on partners with kenny bartram and uh anthony murray so we've got a couple mobile ramps and uh, we jump at a lot of rodeos and i uh, still do a few shows for mark burnett and just kind of a few other uh promoters that i know and i bounce around and I just try to fill the weekends, and I really just am taking it all in a bit, bit more. You know, not partying. Mm -hmm. You know, I have a couple beers and hang out, but uh, you know, I've, I've just, you know, I just like to ride. I just am enjoying my, enjoying it. You know, the traveling and just being thankful, and you know, take the time for every little kid and just have fun and just really, I really, really, really like take a step back every single weekend. You know, just during the national anthem at a rodeo. You know, just yeah just enjoying the you know just looking at the sunset not to be soft on you but you know what i mean just <laughs> yep. enjoying like the in the moment of life and taking it all in just uh just uh you know i just enjoy it you know rodeo crowds are awesome they get all loud like back in the day so that's why mm -hmm. like i like riding at the rodeos but yeah pretty much just do a lot of demos and uh you know i'm uh in a mid mad search for uh you know i call it life after riding and um you know i just uh Trying to brainstorm, I do a lot of hot shot driving out here in Texas, you know, doing deliveries to like oil rigs mm -hmm. and, um, you know, you know, different odds and ends. So I do do a bit of hot shot driving on the side and kind of started a power washing business, but that's been put on the back burner a bit and owning a business, you know, you need to be a hundred percent. So that's kind of take, that's kind of taking a hit over the summer. Cause I was, you know, I'm so busy jumping. That's my main source of income. Um, uh, yeah, I was trying to get into dirt track racing a little bit. I'm I'm interested in that, you know. That could be my kind of my adrenaline for uh, life after freestyle motocross. I kind of got my eye on that. So I've been poking around and getting some knowledge in that stuff and going to a couple of races. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm just trying to, you know, enjoy enjoy life. You know, I just, you know, I got married back in June and I uh, got an awesome dog, Maverick, a little toy Aussie, super awesome. smart. So spent a lot of time with him and uh you know i went i went riding today just um over at a kind of sandy corner track at my buddy's house and uh yeah man just try to keep it smooth I like to golf and uh take the boat out go fishing try to catch some bass and fish and just uh day by day man just cruising along and uh enjoying it you know just in 
kind of enjoying a couple of weeks yeah. off. My dad's in town for a week, so uh, we're going to go to Monster Jam Saturday night. Uh, the Monster Truck, I don't know if you're familiar with that. Mm-hmm. I got to do the drive the Metal Militia Monster Truck okay. back in two, 2017, so I'm really trying to get back into that. Yeah, it's, a, awesome. it's a tough uh it's a tough one to get into, man. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. But just trying to stay in contact with them. Uh, the Monster Jam's coming to town Saturday night here in uh, Arlington and Cowboy Stadium. So uh, go to that, do some riding over the weekend, enjoy my time with Pops, and keeping life smooth and easy, you know. Just uh, winding down, being older, I'll be 40 February 2nd. So, <laughs> uh, you know, I don't, uh, not, not quite the spring chicken yeah. anymore, but I still got some more in me. Awesome, man. Well, I got so one. That's about it, you know. One last question for you. Like you just said, you'll be 40 here soon, um, and you've been at this forever. How sore are you in the morning just from all your crashes? And I'm sure, like we were talking about the crashes earlier back in 01, I'm sure you still feel those today. Yeah. Yeah, like right now my wrist is on fire. I I broke my wrist, broke and dislocated my wrist and broke and dislocated my elbow in 08. And, man, my wrist is on fire from that. It's been acting up after my last show last weekend in vegas uh yeah no i'm sore it's, it's definitely there but i don't know yeah i maybe i've just adapted to it you yeah. know I, I try to go on a couple of runs during the week i do a lot of push-ups and sit-ups i don't go to the gym or anything it's uh probably would wouldn't hurt i heard yoga is good i've never can't break down and get myself to do yoga <laughs> but um maybe i'm just too old school for that but i i heard of yoga is really good yeah. so i probably should maybe get some spandex and go tear that up <laughs> Um, but yeah, no, uh, I have my good days and bad days, you know, um, you know, it's not too, too bad. Just as long as I stay active, like I said, like riding and, you know, I think, uh, freestyle keeps me stretched out. Like Mm -hmm. I'll just be sitting on the couch playing with my dog and I'll stretch there, you know, and do my push-ups and sit-ups and go on some runs. And like, we always go to the park every single day or a couple of times a day with the dog and play with him. So I stay pretty active. So I think that's, uh. I think that's that's kind of the key is staying active. You know, I notice mm-hmm. like when I get hurt and you just kind of sit around, it then then I start hurting. Yeah. So uh, that's kind of what I've learned over the years, <laughs> uh, or I've just gotten uh, like immune to it because I dislocated my femur and uh, broke my collarbone and five ribs last March, not this March, mm-hmm. uh, last year, and I didn't even go into shock or anything. I was just like, right, let's go yeah. to the hospital, <laughs> like. Uh, so maybe a bit of uh, pain tolerance, yeah. staying active, keeping the joints lubed, and <laughs> I think that's my uh, my story, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> hey, hey, sounds uh, pretty good to me. Well, Matt, I really appreciate your time tonight, and uh, thank you again for doing this. Heck yeah, man! Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Kurt. All right, man. See you later. What's up, guys? We've got some exciting news as our sponsor, Blood Lubricants, continues to push the bar with high-quality products. In addition to their already outstanding racing oil, they've added fork and shock fluid, gear oil, chain lube, kick-ass degreaser, detailer, and pre-race spray. Whether you have a UTV, Harley, ATV, or dirt bike, Blood Lubricants has you covered. They're offering sponsorship opportunities from the amateur level to the pro level, and they're already sponsoring top privateers like Tyler Bowers, Henry Miller, and Bubba Polly. Racing is in their blood, but that's not all. They want to hook you guys up as well. Head on over to bloodlubricants.com. That's B-L-U-D lubricants.com. And use promo code WHISKEY for 25% off your order. Don't need, No need to rewind it. I'll say it again. 25% off your order with promo code WHISKEY. 
at bloodlubricants.com. Jeff Green, hooking you guys up. High quality stuff. Check it out. Back to the show. All right. On live meet right now is an up-and-coming rider from Texas. It's Ryder Floyd. How's it going, bud? I'm pretty good. How about yourself? I'm doing good, man. Uh, thank you for this interview. Yeah, no, thank you all for having me. I really appreciate it. This is, uh, you know, this is, uh, it's, I'm really excited. Yeah, man, dude, after uh, that Monster Cup performance, I had to get you on. Uh, you went 8-4 in the 250 Futures class. Uh, but you definitely turned some heads that first moto, leading leading a couple laps and, you know, just laying it all out there. You happy with how the event went down? Uh, yes, sir. I, uh, you know, I went to Monster Cup definitely uh, under the radar. You know, not very many people know about me or who I am. And I really went to just learn and try to get better. Uh, I had really no expectations. And yeah, I did. I laid it all out on the line. And I'm, you know, I'm very, very proud that I got fourth place overall. That was, you know, that was a big accomplishment. That was probably one of the biggest races I've been in. But um, to say I was satisfied with the fourth place is not, definitely not how I, I think i was capable of more uh that small mistake in the first moto kind of cost me a little bit but it was, it was all it's a learning process so it was it was very very awesome to be there uh, i was very lucky to be there it was a <laughs> it was a crazy event you know i've never been to a race that big and being in the stadium you know with all the fans and, and the lights and it was it was truly like it, it was a dream, you know. It's what I since I was a little kid, you know, I wanted to race in a, a supercross and or you know a stadium like that. Mm-hmm. So it was definitely a big learning process. So you, you said you you know you came in like you say under the radar, but I don't think that's the case anymore, man. Dude, my my Twitter from all the motor people were blowing up asking who this Floyd kid was because you were laying it all online there. You passed Jet Lawrence, who there's huge hype around, you know. So. Were you just, that first photo yeah. where you just like, hey, I got an opportunity to take the lead, and I'm just going to go for it? You know, uh, yeah, no, I came off the start, and, I mean, on the starting line, I, I just uh, told myself, you know, I'm, I'm going to do the best that I can do. I'm going to execute the start to the best of my abilities, and and I got off to a great start, and I, I kind of I, I drove it deep into the corner and came around, and I seen Jet was really the only one in front of me, and as soon as I seen that, I knew I was going to have to pass him. I, I wanted to get in front of him, and uh, I, I made the pass happen. And I just I tried to focus on me. I, I I work really really hard back at home with John Short and Bo Boynton and, and Jim Lewis and everybody. So it's uh, you know to me I didn't feel too out of place. Uh, I wanted to be up front, and I, I was I was very glad that I I mean I got the start that I wanted, and I put myself there. Really, it was it was it was. It was a little surprise to me, you know, because I, I definitely haven't been in that, you know, that situation. But I've really been working hard. You know, this is mm-hmm. this is something I want to do with with my life, and this is what I this is what I want every day. And uh, when I got up front, really, I just tried to focus on me, and I felt like I was, you know, once Jet had gotten around me, um, he put a little time on me, but. I with two laps to go, I really pulled it back in, and he was just right in front of me. And that, you know, it felt good. You know, it kind of, it felt good that, you know, what I what I've been doing for the past, you know, month uh, was was it was working. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it was showing. And I'd gotten on the bike in September. I, I was I came off a broken wrist. I broke my wrist back at the very beginning of July, and I just I sat in a cast for two months. And I got back on the bike in September, and and uh, I went to Monster Cup to learn and just mm-hmm. do the best that I could do. And and 
putting myself in a good position definitely helped. You know, it was it was definitely pretty wild to come back in the stadium leading the race. Yeah. You know, that was coming back in all the, the the crowd, the lights, everything about it. It was it was it was honestly amazing. It was it was something that I I've never experienced before, and it was it was probably um, you know it's it, it's addicting. You know, yeah. I want more of it. I want more of it. So I, I was pumped that I did what I did, uh, and I got my Supercross license, which was the whole goal, you know, going to Monster Cup was secure the license, and uh, that's what we did. Mm -hmm. So yeah, man. Like when you when you uh, took that lead, I knew I'm, I'm buddies with Darkside from the Moto X Pod. He's a Texas guy, so I knew he had to be pumped yeah. watching you come in, and it was definitely cool to see. I had actually, you know, you your name caught my eye back. I guess it was. Uh, maybe March or April. I, I don't know when it was. Uh, Canadian Arena Cross uh, took the win up there. So you've had some experience leading, uh, leading big races like that too, huh? Uh, yes. It's uh, I think this year you know, I, I've I, I definitely got some more experience with it, and um, I'm, you know, it's just learning. It, it was it was honestly Monster Cup was so much fun, and I was I was so glad to be there. Mm -hmm. You know, like that was. That's something that honestly, you know, I never would have really imagined that I'd have the chance to go and race. And then I, I got the the invite, and and I've got awesome people behind me that got me there. And you know, it was it's definitely it's definitely cool to go and do good. You know, it, it I uh, I did the best that I could, and that was you know that was a fourth place that night, an eight an eight four. Definitely wanted more than that. I I felt like I was very capable of more. Just um, you know, just being up uh, being up in the front like that you know it's different it is a little bit for me you know that i did do good in the arena cross mm -hmm. in canada but let me tell you there's being at sam boyd stadium yeah. with, with the crowd like, it, it was it was an awesome awesome experience and me saying that doesn't even really do it justice how much um obviously you know you qualified for this event going through the futures it, it was a new thing they did this year so you did this enough supercross futures races to qualify but those are obviously tamed down supercrosses how much actual time did you have on like a legit supercross track before monster cup um so i got so i got into some supercross um last or like last year around the around all the supercross future stuff with with john short and mm -hmm. blake wharton um i'd been riding it then i rode just a little bit last year just kind of getting my feet wet with it um i didn't have a whole lot of time on the bike really going to monster cup you know i got on the bike in september yeah. And I think I rode Supercross the like, very beginning of October this year is kind of the first real day that I got on it. And I rode it for, for two weeks, two and a half weeks. So I, I think really just, just surrounding myself with, with, with the people that are around me, John Short, Jim Lewis, Redane, Merger, I, I just, that was really what helped me, honestly. Is I'm pretty comfortable. I love Supercross. I mean, that going around the Supercross track, and good is is amazing like mm -hmm. just flowing around it doing the jumps going through the corners you know that's something that is i love it i'm a big fan of supercross yeah man definitely it seems to work with your style too obviously seeing you out there laying it out um i want to talk about that arena cross a little bit more uh back so it was april back in april you went up to canada because they have that new triple crown series and actually put it on the top step of the podium beat uh tyler medaglia and luke renslin who Luke Renzen's podium supercrosses before. Uh, what, first off, why did you go up all the way up to Canada? What was like, what was the decision behind that? And how good did that feel to uh, grab a win up there? Yeah. Um, so it was a pretty, it was honestly, it was a pretty wild deal. I, I had been riding, 
a Honda 250, and, and I've been riding a little bit of Supercross, but I didn't have a whole lot of a whole lot of help. I had uh, some great people behind me for sure, and um, they had an injured rider for the 450 class, and I they had called me and asked me if I was interested. And, and for me, you know, it was a no brainer. Like, man, I need to do that. You know, I, I need mm-hmm. to to try to you know wherever I go, I need to try to do good and, and get my name out there more. And they called me a week before the Houston Supercross and I rode my Honda 250. I went and raced the Supercross Futures that weekend and uh, I did pretty good. I got, I got fourth in the main and won the heat race. And then I rode that Monday and Tuesday and then flew out Wednesday to Canada to a team that I had never met. You know, it was kind of, it was like a blind date, you know, like Mm -hmm. I didn't really know anybody on it. And I showed up and and we got along really like, it was, it was awesome. They're great people. Um, and actually on the way to the airport, they called and said that their 250 rider had gotten hurt and they asked if I'd want to race both classes. And I was like, for sure, you know, yeah. it's more learning. I can just try to do some more learning out of that. And the whole day of being up there on Saturday, I uh, really didn't start off too good uh, just because I'd been riding a Honda. I, I wasn't really used to the Yamaha or anything and the 250 you know, I got used to a little quicker than the 450 on that small arena cross track. And going into the night show, I had just, you know, I just, I wanted to do the best that I could. And I wanted just, I wanted people to see, you know, that I'm, that I'm very willing and, and I, I will lay it on the line. And, and it was, it was definitely, I got the start. I won the heat race and that just gave me some confidence. And going into the main event, the track was super, super rutted up. And I knew that I needed to get a good start, and I got a great start in second, and then went in the lead right away, and just try to just focus on myself and click laps off. And we ran into some lappers. I mean, pretty much right from the beginning of the race. Mm-hmm. But uh, Medaglia caught me uh, probably halfway towards the end, and it was a battle. I could I felt Tyler and Luke right behind me, and and I was just trying to focus on me, no mistakes, and. And I came out with a win, and for me, that was a huge confidence booster, and, and it felt good. You know, I was like, man, I can, I can compete. You know, this, is, this isn't just, uh, you know, it's, it's not a fluke. I, I really, I just believed in myself and mm-hmm. what I was doing. And after that, we had a couple of bike issues, but, you know, I continued to, we raced the rest of the arena cross, and I qualified good and, and rode hard, and, and that was just, it was, I was just learning the whole time. I was trying to take in as much as I possibly could. And uh, it led to me staying with, with Man Luck Racing in Canada. And that is, they are, they are great people. They believe in me 100%, and I really believe in them. And they have pushed me. And whenever I come back to Texas, it makes it very easy to, to work hard mm-hmm. and, and suffer knowing I've got people like that behind me. Yeah, man, it was, I was... It makes sense now because I was looking at your past results and I saw that you actually raced some outdoor nationals in the U.S. in 18, but didn't see you in 19. Um, but now it makes sense. Uh, how do how do you compare the two, like the Canadian series versus the U.S. series? I've I've heard that the Canadian series is a lot more laid back. Uh, it's kind of got more of like a family vibe, family atmosphere. Oh, for sure. Now the the Canadian, uh, the whole everything about the Canadian racing is is very uh, is laid back, and it's a lot of fun. Like it's it is, I think it's great for for people. It was really good for me to come and race it. You know, there's 
the field is definitely a little different. You know, there's there. I would say there's not quite as uh, many fast guys and stuff, but there's fat. There's, I mean, the guys that are there are fat. Yeah. You know, like there is. Yeah. Like, if you're doing good in Canada, you know, it's no joke. It's no joke at all. And but it's definitely more laid back. The tracks are. They still get rough. And they still get rutted. Uh, the terrain is a little different. Uh, the first rounds. The first, I'd say three rounds four rounds were very rocky tracks you know and that's like very very rocky and that was a little different from the states i think but um for the most part you know it's still you got to do the qualifying yeah. uh it's, it's the motos you know the pretty long motos it, it's it's around the same there but um definitely a lot more laid back you know it's it's fun uh the fans and everybody it's it's a little i'd say it's a little smaller for sure than mm-hmm. the than the racing in the states but it's definitely a more of a family atmosphere yeah and like you said you thought it was good for yourself to go up there obviously your career down here pro career down here hasn't even started yet but you know outdoor rides are hard to come by so you you know made some connections and you never know down the road five ten years from now if you want to go race up there uh in the summertime got some good connections good on the team and uh, like you said just go out there and rip it yeah, no, for sure. I I think for me, going to Canada was the best decision I have made for my career, mm-hmm. for sure. It was, and it wasn't a very hard one, you know. I, whenever I got that up, when they called me and wanted me to do the fill in, like I was, I wanted to do it, you know. It was I knew that I could, you know, just just try to try to use it and try yeah. to learn from it and try to get my name out a little more because I I didn't like I don't or I didn't do a whole lot of racing back in the states at home just do a couple different reasons uh but i i never quit training i i trained like i was gonna race supercross mm-hmm. i was training like i was gonna race in the outdoors you know i kept doing that so for me going to canada was you know it was it was awesome it was the best decision i made yeah man uh let's take it way back here how did you and when did you first uh get into riding dirt bikes um i started riding when i was probably five years old just around the yard uh, I had a KX65 was my first bike, and me, it was just me and my dad and my younger brother Kip. And we was just—it was a family thing. And me and my mom, my brother, my Ki- uh, Kip, my dad—we all went to the tracks on the weekends. And I think my first race was when I was probably almost seven. I think I was six years old. Six it was my first race, and I remember it so clearly. Uh, it was a, a track not too far from where I live, and. I remember getting second place and I was so mad. I wanted to win and I, I was hooked. Like I just, I loved everything about it. Uh, the, the, it all being on you, you know, you going out by yourself, you know, you're on the gate. It's, it's, I don't know. I just, I like that independence. Yeah. Uh, at what, um, at what point did you realize like, like, or start to think like, Hey man, maybe I can actually, I can go pro with this. I can, when did you first really start to take it serious? Um, I would say, Probably, I, I took it serious growing up uh, as a kid, probably from when I was 10 years old mm-hmm. until I was 16. I took it very serious, and we did you know as many races as, as we could. I, I never had really the results, but um, when I was 16 until close to 18, I, I didn't do a whole lot of racing, and, and I rode still some, but I, I just wasn't, you know, I was in high school, I just kind of... It was tough to do, you know, my, my parents had gotten divorced, so it was kind of on my own to do it, mm-hmm. and really, two years ago, two and a half years ago, uh, two years ago, I called John Short, 
a friend of mine and told him that I wanted to come ride with him and and the first day I went and rode with him and worked out and everything it just I just knew I wanted to do it I was I wanted to go all in and I didn't want one thing to be left out I wanted to do it to the you know do it the best that I could eating working out riding and then ever since then I've been staying with John and training and riding um every week and this is it's it's my job now and and I'm I'm so lucky that I can wake up in the mornings and go to the gym and go to the track. I couldn't think of some I couldn't think of anything better. You know, this is this is my dream. So I'd say for two years now I've I've been all in. So it makes sense. Uh so riding with John, obviously uh I think John might be if not the most hard hard working guy out there. And no one ever questions his fitness. Uh, and you saw that this year in the outdoors. He absolutely crushed it. Uh, how much has he taught you just about, you know, riding and hard work in general? John has, John has taught me so much. Um, he has literally turned me around into another person. He, he taught me, you know, the hard work, the, the taking pride in what you do and, and believing in yourself, you know, that's, you know, I, I was able to bring a couple of things to John, you know, and, and he was able to bring everything to me, like you're just teaching me stuff, you know, the, the really the hard work. That is something that is, is I think, is very rare. Um, I, I can't, I definitely don't know of another person that works as hard as he does. You know, there's no off days, there's no cheating on this or that, mm-hmm. and, and that's why he is who he is, and, he, and, it's, and it's starting to show, and it's been showing. And he, yeah, no, he has taught me so much it, on, on the bike, off the bike. I mean, just, just everything, really. Uh, I I feel like I'm doing what I am right now because of John, for sure. And, and I was, I'm very willing and I trust him 100% with, with you know, with anything from mm-hmm. injuries to eating to fitness to riding to uh, anything. You know, he's, he is the hardest working guy I know. Yeah, like like you said, man. It people are starting to take notice. I I've noticed like he's seems like for the past four or five years now he's always been like the top privateer out there. If not if not the top one of the you know top three privateers out there. And that it's something that now people like you said are, are really starting to take notice. He got a lot of attention this outdoor season, and it just goes to show you, man. If you even if like you didn't come up doing the you know factory ride as an amateur and all that, and having the you know, the best speed out there. If you just work your ass off um, day in and day out, it'll, it'll pay off eventually. No, you're, you're exactly right. And I'm, I'm very lucky to call John a friend and, and it's, yeah, no, he is a great guy. He all around, honestly, he's, he's taught me, (laughs) taught me so much. He's taught me more than I can even explain. Mm -hmm. He really has. So I'm very lucky to have him in my corner for sure. That's awesome, man. Uh, Do you have, time for any hobbies outside of motocross or is it just you know riding dirt bikes 24 7 yeah i um i'm honestly you know i i love spending time with my my family Mm -hmm. brother and sister and stuff but i absolutely love what i do i uh, i'm just i'm eating up with it motor i just riding riding my dirt bike trying to get better i just i i love it it's something that is will forever be a part of a part of me and you know it's <laughs> i could you know i definitely i could go do other hobbies i think you know I, me and john we rode bike and, and mountain bike and mm-hmm. stuff like that and run but 
you know, it all circles around. Uh, it, it comes back to motocross. Yep. I, I I love it. I'm, I'm very lucky to do it. So. Yeah, you, usually when I ask that question, it's usually, yeah, I like uh, mountain biking and road biking. And, you know, the only reason you really do that is, you know, it's off the bike training. So, it, like you said, it all circles back. It seems like the hobbies people have is just something to, you know, make them better at motocross. Yes, sir. Uh, so, you know, looking forward to 2020, uh, do we have any plans for Supercross? Anything lined up or is it still too early? Yeah, no, um, we're... I'm going to race for the same team that I was on in Canada. They're going to race the uh, Supercross, the okay. East Coast Series. And uh, that's, as of right now, I've got, I got my license at Monster Cup. And we're full we're full steam ahead getting ready for Supercross. Uh, we're going to, this will be my rookie season. And, and I've got great people behind me that believe in me. And, and, and I really believe in myself and what, what I'm doing. So we're. We're, we're going supercross i'm i'm huh. it's a dream it really yeah. is you know I, i'm i'm getting to race supercross i'm getting to race the whole east coast series and that is that's very lucky i'm very lucky i'm getting, gonna get to do that and uh, i'm very grateful for for man like racing frank and diana merge racing i mean they they have they've made this dream of mine you know come true. i mean this is it I, I'm, I'm getting to race supercross and I, I'm, I'm excited I'm gonna do the best that I can and, and try to put myself in good positions every every time. So it'll be, I'm super pumped about it. February can't come fast enough. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really really excited about it. Yeah, I, I I agree with you there on the February part. The first East Coast round is actually only like ten minutes from my house in Tampa, so I am. Uh, oh heck yeah! <laughs> I'm looking forward to it too. And it's it's awesome here that you got some 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 support and uh, you'll be on a team. And because I think a lot of guys like if you're doing it full privateer, man, it just it's hard enough going out there for your rookie season in Supercross, and then you got to drive to each round and eat on the road and not be able to ride during the week. So it's it's awesome to hear you got some support with you. Yeah, no, it, I mean, it's a it's a full privateer effort, and it is. I'm very lucky to be a part of it. I am. They believe in me, and it's it's. I mean, it's a family. It really mm-hmm. is. It's a family deal, and it's it's awesome. And I think it's going to be a great great season with them. And I'm, I'm. I'm just over here smiling like I just I can't mm-hmm. wait for for Tampa. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it's going to be definitely a big learning curve for me. You know, I've never raced any supercrosses. Um, so and I'm pumped. I've got John in my corner that you know help guide me and 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 I'm learning from him. And you know, riding supercross isn't really new for me, but you know, racing it is way different. I mean, even yeah. going to Monster Cup and, and practice and stuff. You know, I've never been on a track with tough blocks and 20 other guys trying mm-hmm. to go in the supercross track, you know, that, that is different is it took me a little bit to kind of get used to that, but, um, it's going to be, it's going to be a great year. Well, awesome, man. Uh, thank you so much for your time. And before I let you go, uh, who do you want to thank? I, I want to thank Frank and Diana from Manluck Racing, Jason at Maxim, uh, Savage Co, Merge Racing, Jim Lewis and Redane, those guys have, have oh, I'm very lucky to have them in my corner. Uh, John Short, my mom, my dad. Uh, there, there, there's, there's more I, I can't think of, but I, everybody in my corner, I really appreciate what they do for me, and it's, it's going to be a great year. Awesome, man. Well, uh, best luck to you, and you enjoy the rest of your night. Yes, sir. Thank you very much for having me. See you. See you. Bye, bye. All right, we're back. Uh, yeah, it's been a little while. I apologize for that, but we're back with a really good episode. 
couple of Texas boys on here. Uh, first up is seven-time X Games medalist Matt Byton. Yeah, freestyle guy. We got him on uh, to talk about you know his career, race or riding X Games, uh, how he got into freestyle, and uh, what he's up to now. After that, we have up-and-coming rider Ryder Floyd, also from Texas. Straight caught up in the game. My life won't be the same. Straight caught up in the game. My life won't be the same. Living the life, that's how I live. Try to get out, tell me how to survive without my crew. Armani's, Ferraris, casinos, hitting jackpots. Good luck, I think not. We own the car from block to block. City to city all day, every day. It's like a celebration for the criminal nation. Hey, me wife and kids, that's what I need. Wanna go out like a man. Try to understand with our blood on my hands. Dear God, please save my soul. I put the rest on hold. Not seven, I still got time to reach heaven. A million reasons to get out. Choose one, there's only one. To put the nine millimeter to your dome, then you're gone. Did I do right or wrong? Tell me. I might drop some tears from my eye, but you never see. Me cry, champagne, spit rhymes like crazy, insane. LA to stock town, different players caught up in the same game. Am I right or am I wrong? Straight caught up in the game. I'm confused, but I'm with 